1: Bucknoters, welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, February 28th, 2020. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Jay Book, I want to get into, to the surprise of no one, Mickey Marotti packing the pounds and the muscle on some of Ohio State's players who needed to pack on some pounds and muscle. Uh, we're going to get into some of those guys, the most notable guys, and we're going to update the listeners on not only the weight increases of these Ohio State players, but you know, kind of what to expect out of them this coming season. Jay Buck, I want to start with Jamison Williams. He came in maybe dripping wet at 165 pounds last year, listed at 170. He's now up to 188. He stands six foot two. He can run like the wind. So, Jamison Williams, first guy. Uh, just your thoughts on him bulking up to 188. What do you expect out of Jamison Williams this fall?
0: Yeah, I'm really bullish on him. I think this kid has a tremendous ceiling. He has that track speed, a guy that can really pop the top off the defense. I I think it was a testament to him and his natural talent that he was able to see the field while still being such uh, light in the pants. And you have to give him credit for putting in the work in the weight room. When you're that thin and you're that – cut up and you have such a high metabolism, it's really, really hard to put on uh, pounds because you're essentially just adding muscle there, but the fact that he's able to keep that speed while put on the weight tells you that he really committed himself to the strength and conditioning program under Coach Mick. I know a lot of people like to talk about the four incoming freshmen uh, as well as uh, Alave and, and Gary Wilson there, but Brook Jameson is going to be a guy who's really going to stretch the defense. He's a home run hitter. He just needs to be able to be consistent with catching the football. And if he could do that, he has a really bright future.
1: I want to ask you about a couple of young defensive ends: Javante Jean Baptiste, six foot five, two hundred and fifty pounds. I think he was like what, like one ninety when he arrived, something like that, a couple of years ago. Um, and Zach Harrison, as I like to call him, Zach Harrison. Six foot six, two hundred sixty five pounds. Those guys are jacked up right now. Here's your thoughts on JJB and Zach Harrison.
0: Yeah, I'll just start with Zach Harrison. Um, he's what you call a freak, just a freak animal. I mean, the guy came in running a two hundred meter dash coming out of high school with top sprinter speed, top sprinter speed in the state of Ohio. And the thing was, the thing that was so funny about it was they didn't even have spikes that could fit his feet because his feet were so big. Now you look at him, he's a kid that's growing into his body. He always had tremendous length. But now you pair the bulk with the athleticism and the freakish fast-twitch ability that he has to his game, and you're talking about a guy who's going to be the next in line as future first-round draft picks for Larry Johnson. As long as he can get his judo uh, technique together as far as what Larry Johnson called it, hand to hand combat in the trenches. He's going to have a heck of a breakout year. He showed flashes as a, as a true freshman on the field, but I think he really needed to get stronger. He needed to get bigger. Obviously, he's not a finished product. You really like to see the gains that he's made in the weight room, but the most important thing is, is he has to continue to build on that, continue to get stronger. Now, you mentioned, um, Baptiste, this kid. A lot of people didn't even know if he was going to be able to to play at Ohio State. A lot of, let alone uh, get on the field so early, because he was kind of a tweener, um, a project guy. But he was really able to commit himself to the weight room. And I know that the the amount of calories that they were asking for this kid was off the charts. I mean, some of the meals that they were asking for him to to consume will be more than what a lot of people will consume in a two to three day consumption. That's how much uh, they were asking him to eat. But he's a guy that always had a, a powerful first step getting off the football. He's able to bend with that flexibility. Uh, he came in really light, but he, he's shown that he belongs. I had questions about if this was going to be a kid that will ever see the field. I know that he was previously committed to Nebraska at the time and he was a flip kind of late in the process where they were trying to get some fresh bodies in there as far as the freshman roster. They had a couple uh, open slots there. But, hey, he's panning out so far. He's going to provide valuable depth there. But it doesn't surprise me with these younger guys, especially once they start maturing. They they get in a professional strength and, and nutrition uh, program that Ohio State has as far as their um, – making sure that they're following their strict meal plan and making sure that they're consuming the appropriate healthy calories so that they can build those lean muscles while also trying to maintain that speed and explosive natural ability that they have.
1: On the offensive line, Emik Vamahi could be a redshirt freshman guard. He has shot up about 40 pounds, four, three 305 pounds. He's now listed as the young man out of Hawaii. He was about, like I said, about 265, I think, at the most last year. So all the way up to 305 for Vamahi. Harry Miller, six foot five, 315. The guy, I think you just plug him right in there at left guard, as Jonah Jackson himself said at the combine. Nicholas Petit Ferrer, J. Book, five, three 305 pounds. Petit Ferrer came in at about, you know, I think maybe 260. Then he was up to 277. Then they had him at 295 last year. Now he's up to 305. So just your thoughts on Enoch Vamahi, Harry Miller, and Nicholas Petit-Ferrer.
0: Yeah, Nicholas Petit-Ferrer was the, was the guy that I was really looking forward to seeing the stats because the knock on him has always been is he's been too light in the pants. I know uh, you and I have talked about him numerous times because on the message boards and the fans, they were kind of wondering what's going on with this kid. He was the number one tackle coming out of high school, five-star prospect, but he really wasn't uh, seeing the field early on. And a lot of people have to keep in mind, especially when it comes to the offensive line, it takes a lot for those younger guys to see the field very early as a freshman. And this kid, um, very talented, obviously, gifted athlete, number one player at this position coming out of high school, but he was so light, so light, especially in the Big Ten. If you look at the, the role graders in this conference, all of those guys are massive, pushing 300, especially for your tackles. This guy came in severely underweight, so they had a really tough time keeping weight on him. Obviously, they designed a high-calorie intake diet for him. Even with that early on, they were having a tough time getting those pounds to stick. But now it looks like they got him right where they want him to be. Uh, I'm very happy with that. 40, 50-pound gain since he's entered the program speaks volumes. Um, but as far as the other two guys, um, as you mentioned, Jonah Jackson mentioned mentioned them at the Combine. I'm looking for them to provide valuable debt. Um, but Harry Miller's he's the guy that I think is going to be the next all Big Ten uh, offensive lineman if I had to project as far as the younger guys because he is an absolute animal. I mean, the guy was in – what, I I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, he was in the Philippines or somewhere on the mission, and he was over there throwing up 225, 30-plus times on the bench, and uh, Stud was watching it on uh, FaceTime and told him, just go ahead and stop. He's seen enough. That's how strong that guy was. Um, he is still. Uh, so I just think that he's going to be a guy that will be a potential first-round, first, first round, second-round pick, all Big Ten offensive linemen.
1: Well, let's switch gears and talk some 2021 running back recruiting. I know a lot of listeners want to know about that. Buckeye fans want to know about 2021 running back recruiting. It's right at the top of the list for needs for the Buckeyes. Donovan Edwards, you and I have not talked since, you know, stalwarts in the business like Steve Wilfong and Alan True have crystal Ball, Donovan Edwards to the Buckeyes. What are your thoughts on that? And also – Travion Henderson, where do you think that uh, leaves him? And yeah, maybe any other 2021 running backs that you want to discuss, Jay Book?
0: Yeah, I mean, I just want to touch on the Donovan Edward news. And after the news really broke from uh, Steve Rufon and Alan True, uh, who should, who carries the, the heartbeat of the, the Michigan um, high school recruits when it comes to their top prospects. And for those guys to simultaneously switch their crystal balls to a house, they really caused some ripples in the recruiting world. Um, it was a pleasure going into the Michigan message board and watching the complete epic meltdown because Edwards was is considered and was considered a lock to them for for the last several years. All they were saying was this kid is an absolute lock. The whole family uh, are huge Michigan fans. He's a Detroit local kid. Goes. Played uh, high school football 30 minutes from Ann Arbor. Uh, he had been to Michigan seven times on campus. Five-star, uh, potential five-star running back, number two on 24-7's board. And now things are really starting to turn in our favor. And if you read some of the pundits, Ohio State has really been hitting the, hitting the, the hammer on the nail with this kid. The, the most important thing that I thought I read this week came from his father, Uh, essentially his dad said that when it comes to Ohio state, they were talking to this kid more so about life in general, not so much about football and what he can do as far as his talent, but they, you know, test on those things as far as the experts know. But Ohio state has done a really great job getting to know this kid personally outside of football and all indications are it comes from a tremendous family. Great kid that they believe will mesh really well with the culture at Ohio State. So, to me, he's my number one running back on the board, and I give you several reasons for that. One, tremendous talent. He's a home run hitter. His game uh, is versatile enough that he can run in between the tackles. But, two, he can also line up in the slot. But but more importantly, nowadays when you have a lot of high-end prospects, They have the the ego that they want to be the guy, not Donovan Edwards. He said this week that uh, when he gets to the next level, he wants to play in a running back rotation. Now, you don't hear that very often where a kid says that they want to be in a running back rotation because he has the mind frame that he doesn't necessarily have to be the man. He wants to be in a rotation because he believes it will keep him fresh and keep keep him healthy and keep him on the field. And when a kid tells me that, it puts a huge smile on my face because now if a State were to land this guy, it gives them the opportunity and the flexibility to go out and get a second home run hitter like a Travion Henderson, like an Evan Pryor from North Carolina, a L.J. Johnson from Texas, or, or a Corey Kiner out of uh, Cincinnati. Who All of those guys are tremendous talent, but a State absolutely has to have two running backs in this class if you can get Donovan Edwards locked up, who's visiting campus uh, this weekend? He's, looked to, he's looking to make an early commitment come this summer, uh, so that's a pretty big deal. If you can get him in the fold now, you can shift your 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 thought in your recruiting process to pick and find a guy who complements his skill set. And if you had to ask me today, I mean, the dream scenario for Ohio State was is landing. Donovan Evers and Travion Henderson, the number one running back in the country, who came out and said right now in Ohio State and Oklahoma are recruiting him the hardest. But if, if, you were, if you were to miss out on Henderson and he wants to go to somewhere and be a man, then obviously you got Evan Pryor out of North Carolina, the number six running back in the country, who uh, said his top three right now is uh, UNC, Ohio State, and Georgia. So you're right there in the thick of things with him. Then, obviously, a local kid in court who's in the mix. A lot of people believe that um, if you can get a Donovan Edwards, he will be the great complimentary piece because he's a local kid also a heck of a talent. I think Ohio State is a long shot when it comes to L.J. Johnson out of Texas, the number three running back in the country. If you read some of the reports on him, he has a strong uh, family ties to LSU, and uh, a lot of his visits coming up are all Southern schools, local, they have to get him on their own campus before I believe they have any type of legitimate shot with him.
1: Great knowledge, as usual, from Jonah Booker. Thank you very much, Jay Book. And thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning into to the show. I appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in land. Fire, 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 fire.